You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. Hi, welcome to 2021 where everything feels exactly the fucking same. <laughs> Did anyone think it was going to feel different? Because, uh, yeah, no chance in hell. England's going back on lockdown. We're still in a lockdown. It's so weird. I think people thought with the vaccines and definitely when the clock struck midnight, everything was going to poof, disappear. But just not the case. Just not the case. And what's worse is I feel like things feel extra rough right now because we're in like the thick of winter and it's gloomy and rainy and everyone's stuck inside and fat from the holidays. Oh, just me? Okay. There was actually something that I wanted to talk about on last week's podcast, but I felt like it was a little too too fresh to get into. But now some time has passed and I think it's okay to talk about it. For Christmas, um, I got Brett some regular air... Po- Whoa. Some, the whole house just shook. That was weird. <laughs> what are those fucking woodpeckers doing up there? For Christmas, Brett wanted some AirPods. He had been talking about it because, you know, he talks on the phone to his mom and stuff and his parents and his family and his friends. And it's just inconvenient to hold the phone or to have, you know, cords holding onto the phone. It's just so weird how we go back and forth with like the, the progression of using the phone. And how we use earphones and AirPods and earpods. And now there's those new big ass AirPods that look just like, I don't like head. I, I just don't, I don't get it. Anyways, so I got him some AirPods for Christmas, but I just got him the original ones because I didn't think there was that much of a, differ- a difference. I didn't do my research. And the few people that I had talked to, my sister-in-law and her sister, they were talking about how the plastic on the new AirPod Pros made their ears like itchy. And that's been a common thing. So I just got him the original AirPods not giving it much thought, just, you know, got them, wrapped them, boom. And I told you guys that we both knew exactly what was under the tree without being super specific. Like I knew he got me a perfume, but I didn't know what kind. I knew he got me sunglasses because that was the main thing that he was talking about. He kept saying, you're going to love these sunglasses. I got you these sunglasses. They're freaking great. You're going to love them. Christmas morning, wake up. Um, we open everything. I open the sunglasses. I put them on. I did like them. Um, and then we kind of went on about the day. Well, the days go by and Brett's kind of like, I don't know if I like these AirPods. They don't really stay in my ear. So I was asking my sister-in-law about her AirPod Pros and she was telling me that they do stay in the ear better, that they're noise canceling. She was just telling me that they're all around better. So I basically said to Brett, I was like, hey, if you want to exchange them, we'll, we'll go swap them out and I'll get you the AirPod Pros. And so he said, yeah, I think I definitely want to do that. Now, I almost kept his AirPods because I tried them and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Now I kind of see why you wanted these and now I want some, of course. So I almost kept them, but just after the holidays and spending money, not the smart thing to do. So I just returned them and we got him the AirPod Pros. Well, after we did this, actually, no, the day that we did this, so I'm in the shower and I'm thinking, you know, I do like the sunglasses that he got me, but there was like a little, they're Burberry, so there was like a little bur- the Burberry pattern on the side. I was like, I kind of wanted just some all black sunglasses. I went on the Sunglass Hut website because that's where he got them to search like what other Burberry glasses they had. And I found a pair that I liked better and he did spend a lot of money on them. So I was in the shower and I was like, hey, while we're out and we're exchanging your headphones, can we also exchange the sunglasses for like some different ones? And he was so offended. I was not expecting it. And I felt so bad. Like he was not taking it well. He was not happy. And I was just like, what? You're exchanging your AirPods. I thought it it would be fine. And he was like, yeah, but these are actually something that I picked out for you. The only thing that I picked out. Anyways, I felt 
so freaking bad. And then we didn't go swap them out that day. I was debating just keeping them because I didn't dislike them. They were just really expensive. And I there were some some that I liked better, you know, like I wanted a bigger, thicker, all black sunglass. A day goes by and he's like, you know, if you don't, if you, you know, aren't going to wear these, just swap them out. And he was like, but whatever ones you buy, I'm going to tell you I hate them. Even if I like them, I'm like, oh, freaking typical. So I go to Sunglass Hut in the mall and I swap them out for ones that I freaking love. Like I've been wearing them even when it's dark and gloomy outside. I can barely see the road. It's like storming. I have raindrops on my sunglasses and on my windshield, but I'm like, I refuse to take them off. I love them now. I'm so happy. And what sucks is he almost got those ones for me first. Like he picks up, he picked up those ones first and then he put them back and got the ones that he ended up getting me. He's like, God damn it. I should have just gotten those ones because they're the first ones that I chose. I was like talking to a couple people at the time, mostly like my sister-in-law. And I was just like, I feel so guilty when it was happening. I feel so guilty guilty because I didn't mean to offend him. I just thought since he was exchanging one of my Christmas presents that I would, you know, now would be a good time to do the same. And so uh, I was talking to a couple of my friends and they were saying that they've been in the exact same situation. (laughs) Didn't think it was going to backfire and it did. Have you ever told a friend or a parent or a significant other that you didn't want something that they got you? I mean, I can put myself in his shoes because last year for my dad's birthday, which today is my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad, even though he doesn't listen to this. We got him an Apple Watch. We thought that he would really love it. And we go over to his house. We give it to him. We're like so excited. And he opens it and he's like, yeah, I don't want this. He was like, I'll never use it. I can't see it. He was like, I, you know, don't waste your money. Just take it back. And I was like so hurt. I, I like felt, I don't know. I can't explain how I felt. I'm not embarrassed, but I just felt like disappoint I maybe a little embarrassed I don't know it was it's so awkward to have someone tell you that they don't like something that they bought you but at the same time I appreciated it because it was expensive and if he wasn't gonna use it or wear it then you know I wouldn't have wanted him to keep it and kind of the same thing with the sunglasses I would have worn them but I'm now I have ones that I'm obsessed with and same with Brett and the airpods he would have used the old ones but he likes the new ones a lot better I tried them the airpod pros the new ones and the noise canceling thing is wild. Like you put them on and everything in the background, like all background noise disappears. And now I'm like, oh, now I want those. <laughs> I don't need them, but I want them. It would be nice if I was like working or I don't know. It would, I guess there's a lot of instances where it would be nice in the summertime when I'm laying out by the pool and listening to a podcast. I don't have to have strings hanging all over the place. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of instances where it would be really nice. So anyways, I thought since he said that, you know, he wanted to swap his out, it was a good time. Apparently it wasn't. So, uh, yeah, lesson learned. Shut my mouth. Maybe don't. I guess it all turned out. Okay. He's not mad anymore. We're past it. I wanted to talk about it so bad last week, but Like I said, it was fresh. What did everyone do for New Year's Eve? Hopefully your answer is fucking nothing since Sacramento is spiraling right now over the COVID castle. (laughs) On New Year's Eve, there was a huge party at Eddie Murphy's old house in Granite Bay. It's, it's, there's, (laughs) I don't even know where to start with this. Basically, there's an Instagram account that's been out for a while, and she has been posting facts about some things that have been going on in Sacramento that appear to be very shady. Now, this whole page is dedicated to one person, and that is the people of Sacramento, who she started following back when the R Street shelter opened, which wasn't really a shelter. Look, I'm not trying to get too deep into this. I'm not trying to get hit with a fake ass lawsuit or have one of these woke ass Sacramento 20 year olds coming after me in my DMs. That's not what I'm here for. I'm simply here to talk about what everyone's talking about. And that is COVID Castle. That is this Instagram account. That's what everyone's talking about on Twitter, on Instagram, in group chats. The turn of events is just crazy because it's all boiled down to New Year's Eve. 
What's on the table is that the people of Sacramento organized this party. Now, he's denying it, but he was definitely there. This was a party in Granite Bay at Eddie Murphy's old mansion that the news is stating had about 100 people there. But if you've seen any of the videos, you know that there was way over 100 people there. Perfect. Let's just have a super spreader event on New Year's Eve. Sounds like a real smart idea. He since come out with statements claiming that he didn't realize it was going to be a party, that as soon as it started to get out of control, he left. And now, last I checked, there's over five people that have confirmed COVID cases that were at that party. So there's two Instagram accounts right now that are basically calling people out. The first one is people of Sacramento underscore scams. Now this is the account that's been active all of 2020. The person that's running it has been posting throughout taking breaks. She kind of goes away and comes back before when she was posting about, you know, other things that were going on, obviously it had nothing to do with new year's cause that just started. Um, she had, you know, a following of people in Sacramento. I definitely knew about it. I would say I would, I don't, I don't really know how, how big the group was. Maybe if like 500 to a thousand, that would be my guess. Well, this COVID castle thing has really blown the fuck up and she has over 12,000 people reading her stories. And on her highlight section, she covers everything that's happened in 2020. Like I said, this page has been up, but it hasn't always been active. So you can always go to it and watch the highlights, but she doesn't necessarily post. She doesn't follow anyone. Now I would get into all of this, but she puts it out pretty clearly on her page if you just go to her highlights. So if you haven't seen it already, I know so many of you already had have because you reached out to me asking if I was going to talk about it on the podcast. Here's the thing. It is messy. I was not there. I'm not involved in it. I don't feel like I'm the best person to really start from square one and and explain both sides of the story. So I think that the people of Sacramento underscore scams page is the best way to get your information, to get a timeline. And some people might say that her page is biased, but you'll see both sides of the story because she posts everything. She has saved everything. She has screenshots of deleted posts. She has um, posts reaching out to people in the community that have refused to respond to her for months months. She has statements from both sides. It really lays out a clear picture of what's been happening. And if people are upset over the facts and saying that it's fake and saying that it's made up and saying that it's not true, well, I mean, this isn't the fucking matrix. The truth is in front of us all. It's blatant. It's clear. It's right there. And like I said, I'm not here to spew hate. I'm not here to perpetuate any drama. By attending this party, by throwing this party, by contributing to this party, you've brought this on yourself. Anyone who attended, anyone who's out there being like, oh, I deserve, I can do anything I want. It's a free country. I'm not one of those people that's been over here posting all these COVID facts. Do I know that it's dangerous? Do I think that people should stay the fuck home so that we can all go the fuck out? Yes. So it's not like I'm one of these people over here that's been talking about super spreaders all year long. It's just common sense. To find out that there were nurses that were at this party, people who have been peddling pandemic merch this entire year. Are you fucking kidding me? I was actually at Costco today getting the necessities for our new Whole30 diet and I saw some masks by some people that were at this party that have profited off of this pandemic. There are people that really do things for the community and there are people that do things for their own personal self-gain. I'm just calling it like I see it. If you're documenting all your good deeds, Are they really all good deeds? I'm sure a lot of people out there do a lot of nice things for a lot of organizations, for a lot of homeless, for people in the community. And yeah, we don't hear about it, but that's kind of how it should be, don't you think? I'm tired of feeling like a Friday night out in Sacramento is really just a high school lunch period. I'm done with it. 
really, honestly, truthfully. Does my opinion matter? No. But I have a podcast, and this is where I tell you about my opinions. So deal with it. And then there's another page. God, what is that other page? It's like Good People of Sacramento. Hold on. Good People of Sacramento is the other page. Now, this page is basically trace tracking. They're figure- is that what it's called? Trace Tracing? Just tracing. Trace tracking. They're basically finding everyone that was at that party, posting about them, tagging them. They have a running list of everyone that's confirmed to have been there. Some people have been taken off because there were a couple people that I know for sure weren't there that were on the initial post. They're <laughs> they're posting pictures of people from there, tagging them. It is just basically exposing all these people in Sacramento that do not give a fuck about the virus, that were out partying with no regard to anyone else and their health. Literally everyone in Sacramento is like six degrees of separation involved in this. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone knows about it. People that I wouldn't even expect have been messaging me about it. I have people that live in other parts of California that are seeing it. I have people that are living out that live out of state that are seeing it. Like it is spreading like crazy. COVID Castle has been covered on all the news stations by the Sacramento Bee. And what's crazy is all these people in the media are kind of turning against this group of people that they've been, I don't know, in cahoots with this entire year, or I guess last year. I'm just one of the 12,000 people that's watching this shitstorm blow up with my mouth wide open, thinking like these people that are messaging this people a Sacramento scams page just need to stop talking because they're only digging themselves a hole. Like, what can you possibly say? You fucked up. All the fucking trashy ass people in Sacramento that were there fucked up. Y'all fucked up. And now you're getting blasted for it. And some of you are ashamed. Good. Some of you are not. Weird. I follow this one girl. Oh, I'm not going to name her. I follow this one girl that was there. So a couple years ago, she took some boudoir. Boudoir? That's how you say that, right? Pictures of me for Brett. This was like it back in 2018. And I knew her through a friend. And I, back then she was, I don't know, maybe, actually, no, she wasn't even stable back then. She was a fucking hot mess. Anyway, she takes these pictures for me. I'm getting ready to go to England. I have to get them printed into a book. And she said she would have them to me the next day. I had to chase this bitch down for a fucking week. She already had all my money and I ended up doing some research after that and figuring out that all these people had filed complaints about her. She's a liar. She's a fucking scam artist. I was apprehensive about even bringing her up. That's why I'm not saying her name because God knows what picture she still has and she's that fucked up in the head. God knows what she would do with them. But she was at the party and someone tagged her in that post on the good people of Sacramento and she has been going off on them today (laughs) in, in her own Instagram posts on her story and it's so funny to watch because she has no information she doesn't know like where this that the that it's deeper than the covid castle like this feud runs back from something else starting in 2020 and she's calling the people that are running these accounts like i don't know someone that uh lives in their parents basement that can't even fit through the front door like she's just it's just so funny to me seeing these people that are being attacked grabbing at straws thinking this is just some like random hacker oh and she also said that the these accounts bought their followers which is hilarious because that's not the case it's literally going viral in Sacramento meanwhile this girl's been posting videos from the party like reminiscing all week long about the super spreader party that she went to bragging about it all over Instagram saying it was the best night of her life like 
disgusting. I feel like I'm going to get COVID just following some of these people on Instagram. Actually, I have started all unfollowing some of them because I just don't need it. You know, some people you follow on Instagram just to watch the fucking hot mess, just to watch the crazy train. And I'm done doing that. I'm done following people just to get the fucking tea because it ain't got nothing to do with me. Guess where my ass was on New Year's Eve with my brother, sister-in-law, and my husband with my hair in a nasty bun and some fucking sweatpants on. Guess what I was not doing? Not at fucking COVID Castle with age range 20 to fucking 75. Remember that thing? What was that website? The Dirty? What, what did he call people? A uh, fake million? What was it called? Oh, God. When he called people. 30, 35,000 K millionaire. What did he call people that like drove a hella nice car, but live in an apartment? Those type of people like 30 K millionaires. Yeah, that's what it was. 30 K millionaires. That's what was up at COVID castle on New Year's Eve. It's messy. It's not a good look. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. You want to have a party? Stay the fuck home. And we can have a party when everything opens up and we're allowed to. And it's safe. It's just a wild time. I can't believe that this happened. I've actually been seeing this Eddie Murphy house pop up in my feed for like the past couple weeks. I don't know if someone's renting it out, if someone lives there. I don't know what the deal is. I was actually wondering whose house it was. I didn't realize till after New Year's Eve that that was the Eddie Murphy mansion in Granite Bay. So it wasn't just this New Year's Eve party. There's been little, quote, kickbacks there <laughs> for the past couple weeks. Like shit's been going down there. Anyways, like I said, I'm just one of the 12,000 people that's viewing this page blasting people in Sacramento. And if you haven't seen it yet, well, I've only mentioned it about 28 times in the past 10 minutes, so you know where to find it. I feel like we ate so much more than normal over the holidays because we were preparing to do Whole30 like we did last January. And for the past couple months, I've been feeling this way. Like things that we've been eating have just been grossing me out. Excess cheese, excess dairy. I just don't feel good about it. I don't feel good after I eat it. So when we were like gearing up for the 1st of January to kick over to Dry Jan and Whole30, which are essentially the same thing because you can't drink in Whole30, I was ready for it. When we were like planning our last supper, like the last things we were going to eat, nothing even sounded good. Like no bad food sounds good. Not pizza, not Mexican. Sushi always sounds good to me, but you know, I just, I was fucking over it. I was so ready to do like, I don't want to use the word detox or cleanse, but I was just so ready to not eat the bad shit for a while. My body just needs a break from it. I feel like we eat relatively healthy during the week, but it's the weekends that kill us. And we have implemented some things in our diet from doing Whole30 last year. Like I really love the Good Planet vegan cheese and I try to use it whenever I can. It melts so well in an omelet. The mozzarella, it's in a blue bag. They sell it at Costco. It's so good. I'm sure I've talked about it before. Whole30 is basically no sugar, no alcohol, Alcohol, no grains, no dairy. The dairy is the thing that really, I think, helps me in Whole30 because I, I love a pasta. I love a pizza. I love cheese. I love a cheese board. And I always regret it after I eat it. Like, I feel so bad. I, you know, was dying to have hot cocoa bombs. And my sister-in-law's brother's girlfriend bought me some hot cocoa bombs for Christmas and I had one left and I had to throw it away because you do it with milk and that milk was fucking my stomach up. So last year on Whole30, we had it really planned out. We bought all the books and we read them and we were like so prepared this year. I think we thought we could just jump right back into it. So we didn't prepare as well as we did last year. And I feel hungry right now because I don't have any snacks. I don't remember what I can and can't eat. As you can tell, I just fucked that up a second ago. I was like, you can't eat carbs. I was like, wait a minute. Yes, you can. You can't eat carbs. So I need to go back and like read through the book. But this week, Brett wanted to make a chicken soup and I can't do a chicken soup every night. So I bought a ton of salmon and I've been doing air fryer salmon. Well, I did it last night. It was so good. 
so, so, so good. I just seasoned it, put some lemon on it, put some Brussels sprouts in the bag, put it in the air fryer, and boom. I'm going to make that all this week. If anyone has any good air fryer salmon or just salmon recipes, I could do it in the air fryer. It doesn't have to be air fryer salmon. I can do oven salmon in the air fryer. If you have any good recipes for salmon, please throw them my way because I never get to eat it. Brett hates it, but this week we're kind of doing our own thing, and so I'm trying to do it up in the salmon department. I just need to get used to eating smaller portions. That's another thing. Brett and I, you know that lumberjack restaurant where if you eat this big ass plate, you get your picture up on the wall. That's legit Brett and I every night at dinner. We just eat too much. I never used to eat this much. So now I'm going back to regular size portions that normal people eat. And my stomach's like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? Feed me more. So I think that's the hardest thing to get used to. Whole30 in general, I normally do eat omelets for lunch. We normally do eat a pretty healthy dinner. The thing that's going to kill us is the weekends. No drinking, no eating curry. I guess we could if we made it at home. But like, you know, you get what I'm saying. Last year, I really did carry the Whole30 forward past January and I did adopt some things into my regular everyday life. This year I'm hoping to adopt even more. I think I will just because food lately for me has been just not it's just I just don't have the same relationship with food I'm not really doing this to like lose weight like that's not my goal like I'm like I I'm not like I need to lose 25 pounds I'm just doing this to feel better because I have not been feeling good lately not been sleeping good not feeling like exercising just not feeling good in general I remember last year when we did this Brett and I were like oh we're sleeping so good we have so much energy uh that's probably not going to happen until next week I can't wait for that feeling to hit us though because I remember how great we felt and the fact that we're doing our separate things this week means that I'm on my own. Last night, I made a dressing, a Caesar dressing (laughs) that I got from the Whole30 book. I was so scared to try it. I waited until Brett got home from working out and I was like, can you try this dressing I made? And he was like, what? You haven't tried it? And I was like, no, I'm scared to death that it's going to be bad. I was like, it doesn't smell very good. And he tried it and said it was really good. I still haven't tried it yet. I'm scared. I just don't like, I, I don't know what it is with me in food. I get grossed out by things like I put a lot of mustard in this dressing, this Dijon mustard, and that grossed me out. And so now I can't eat it. I made a pasta sauce recently. Brett talked me through it and it was like a ton of sour cream and like egg and stuff. Ew, I could not eat the pasta after I made it. I don't know what my thing is with food, but like if I see it and I don't necessarily like what's gone in it or how much of something has gone in it, I can't eat it. It grosses me out. And I don't know if that's because I'm spoiled because Brett cooks most of the meals, so I don't know what goes into it. Maybe that's part of the problem too. Sometimes I catch that fool. I'm like, is that a whole stick of butter that you're putting into this? What are you doing? That's another thing. We eat so much butter. Oh my God, we need to clarify all of it because we have so much in the fridge. It's so, so bad. I was never like this before because I don't know how to cook anything. I'm sure I was cooking bland ass food using I can't believe it's not butter spray. So now that Brett's come into my life, I'm just like overloading on all the good things that he makes and it's caused my stomach to hate me. It's caused his stomach to hate him. So you know what? All this talk about, I hope I bring carry things from Whole30 into our everyday life. It's not really about me. I hope Brett picks up some things from Whole30 this time around and we utilize them more in the year because I, my eating really depends on him because he's the one, he's the one that does the cooking. So if he really falls in love with it this time and we find things that he really likes and we can implement that into our life, then we will be set up for success. 
update on the birds. So we had a bird company come out and they went around the house and checked out all the vents where the woodpeckers have gotten in. And they were like, yeah, we can replace all the vents. It'll be around $325. We'll come out, you know, we'll remove any debris that we see in the attic. We'll make sure that they're not in there and we'll put these vents up that they can't get through. And I was like, perfect. That sounds great. Let me talk to my husband and I'll get back to you. And they were like, okay, in the meantime, we'll send you a quote. So Brett gets home and I tell him the price and he was initially freaking out. He's like, that is too much money. I could go buy a a ladder and do it myself. And I was like, okay, well, if you're actually going to do it, then that's fine. I mean, I don't really care how it gets done. It just needs to get done. So we went to Home Depot. We looked at the ladders. Ladders are expensive as hell. They're like in the $200 range. And Brett said that he also doesn't like heights. So he was not too excited about getting on the ladder. We go and we look at the vents and we think we find the ones that they are going to install. We come home and we realize that they're the ones that are already up. And so Brett's like, I don't know what to do. You know, we could just buy the ladder. I could figure out the vent situation, do it myself. But it kind of, this we kind of drift. Like nothing ever happens. We just kind of stop talking about it. And then I don't get the invoice. So Brett's talking to me every day and he's like, you need to hit them up about the invoice. And I'm like, I'm not going to bother them. It's a holiday. They're going to get it to me, I'm sure. And he was like, okay, well, every day he's reminding me that I need to follow up with these people. And I'm like, Brett, chill. They will send it. So Sunday night, um, Brett goes off to get us our last meals before we start Whole30. And I'm sitting at home doing my radio show upstairs in the office. And I hear something running around in the ceiling. And Chuck hears it too. He pops out of bed. And so I'm freaking out. I can hear them. They're up in the attic. Call Brett. And I'm like, you'll never believe it. I can hear the birds. They're up there right now. They must be storing things. The the bird guy said they're not sleeping up there. They're storing acorns. At this point, I'm freaking out. We need to get the bird people in. So it's like nine o'clock at night. And I call the office number and I was just going to leave a voicemail. Well, the owner of the company has call forwarding. So it goes to him. And I was like, hey, you guys came out a week ago. I've been waiting for an estimate. It's now become an emergency. Like I need to get you guys here ASAP. I need to get the invoice. I need to sign it, send it over. We need to get this moving. And he's like, okay, first thing tomorrow morning, I'll have my guy send the invoice. He should have sent it to you a long time ago. I'm really sorry about that. No problem. So I wake up yesterday morning and I get the invoice and it's, you know, what he quoted $325, but it's for four of the vents around the house, just the ones that the woodpeckers have already gotten through. And I'm like, what? That makes no sense. We have like 15 vents around the house. So I had to call them up and I was like, this is not what I wanted. I need all the vents to be replaced. Why would we just replace four of them? Then they're just going to go to the other one. Like that makes absolutely positively no sense. So they had to come back out yesterday, do another estimate. So now it's like 500 and something dollars. And I was like worried that Brett wasn't going to want to do it. But yesterday I heard acorns rolling around in the ceiling. Like we need to get this shit done. And he was like, yep, book them. So they're coming this week to replace all of the vents, to get out the debris, what they can see in the attic. And hopefully we won't have this issue anymore. And hopefully the woodpeckers haven't like damaged anything up there. It's stressing me out and it's stressing Chuck out. Chuck is constantly running all around the house trying to figure out where these noises are coming from. It has all of us on edge. And then the other night, after I heard them walking around up there, I saw like a flash outside the window and heard a loud pop. And I was like, oh my God, they blew through something. I think it was just our breaker box or people doing fireworks because let me tell you, it's like the fucking 4th of July around here again. Everyone's doing fireworks. So yeah, hopefully our bird issue will be done after this week. I can't even handle it. It's always something though, you know, like we're finally like saving a little bit of money and then this happens. Like, I just feel like it's always something. We That stimulus check hit and we have to take care of some damn woodpeckers. You know what I'm saying? It's just always something. Update on the dog. They were born on the 27th. So she sent me an email over the weekend and she said, um, not only was the litter that we're getting from born, but another litter was born 10 hours later. So she has 20 puppies right now on her farm. It's up in the Oakdale area. 
So she has some Labradoodle puppies and she has some Golden Doodle puppies. She said her husband's been sleeping in the barn with all the puppies and they've been bottle feeding as as well as the moms feeding them. She said they're all doing really well. There's only two girls from our litter and eight boys. So I I highly doubt we're going to be getting a girl. There's six black and white ones and four all black ones. We don't have any preference at the moment. We say that we want black and white, but then we also say that we want black, which is going to be 100% a vibe check. Like when I walk in, I'm going to catch a vibe from these puppies and see which one we like. We have fifth pick of the litter, so we can definitely have either a black one or a black and white one because I I have a feeling the black and white ones are going to go first. I'm so excited. So we're going to get it probably the last week in February. So I'm really trying to like read these books to Brett. I tried last night for the first time. He was not paying attention. I was like, what did I just say? Because he was on his phone. He was like, I could be on my phone and listen to you. As if. So I was reading to him. And so I stopped. And I said, what did I just say? And he tried to repeat the last word that I said. And I was like, no, but what was the subject? What was I talking about? And he was like, I don't know. I was like, yeah, put your fucking phone down. So he put his phone down and I started reading it to him. But I felt like more anxious reading this this to him because he just isn't reasonable when it comes to animals he's like well this is contradicting what do you mean you can't have it you need you can't introduce it to all the house but it has to come sleep in your bedroom with you and I'm like Caesar we're reading a book from the dog whisperer Caesar doesn't know our house setup so I mean yeah he's saying to introduce it to the house slowly but if you need to bring it up to your room to sleep like that's okay it's not roaming around on its own sniffing out the house so I don't know if I'm more stressed out by Brett reading these books or less it seems like he is um kind of getting not apprehensive but kind of getting scared this whole time I've been like are you sure are you sure you want a dog are you positive are you 100% are we sure are you good You're not going to back out. You're not going to want to give it away a week later. And he's been like, yeah, I'm good. I'm excited. And now I'm reading him all these things and people have been telling him, oh, get ready for this. Get ready for this. And I feel like it's finally starting to scare him. And I'm like, there's no backing out now. Like this is happening whether you like it or not. And I keep reminding him, you have to talk to it nicely because the dog's not going to understand why you're yelling at it. Just like today, Chuck got up on the bed and for some reason, so we bought Chuck this white house. It looks like a cat and it has like an open mouth thing. We got it at Petco and Chuck fucking loves it. We've been putting it downstairs in the daytime and upstairs at nighttime and he lays in it all day and he's been sleeping in it all night. Well, I'm really sad because it's too tall. I can't see the TV when it's on the bed. So we've been putting it on the floor. So Chuck's been sleeping on the floor. And I was like, oh, nah, uh, I want Chuck back on the bed. So we mounted the TV in our room and we put the thing on the bed, but it just doesn't sit very sturdily on the bed and I don't want to kick him out in the middle of the night. So we've been just keeping it on the floor floor and we keep his other bed on the bed and he's been choosing to sleep on the floor well now Brett's used to him not being in the bed again it's like we're backtracking so today Chuck got on the bed and Brett snapped at him and said Chuck off the bed like super mean and Chuck hunkered down and got scared and I'm like you cannot do that you can't yell at him he hasn't done anything he's doing something that he's allowed to do by getting on the bed so you can't yell at him because he doesn't understand he hasn't done anything and now he's just going to be scared of you which he already is when Brett talks in this certain tone of voice I was like Brett you cannot do this with the dog are you listening you can't do this with the dog it's like I'm going to be training a dog and training Brett how to train the dog it's going to be a hot mess I'm already stressed out about it but I know my friends keep reassuring me that after the hard part's over it's going to be so great and last night I had a dream that Chuck and the dog were cuddling and it was the cutest thing ever and I really hope that that happens I just I think that once everyone's in the house and I see and I can see that Brett's excited and I can see that he's taking it seriously and I see how Chuck reacts 
I'll feel a lot more at ease. But right now, all that shit's up in the air. I don't know how the dog's going to be. I don't know how Brett's going to react. I don't know how Chuck's going to react. I need to go to therapy again before we get this dog. (laughs) No, but seriously, I do. I said to Brett last night, would it be better if he was like, you're reading too fast. I was like, would it be better if you just read it? And he was like, no, it goes right through me. You have to read it. And I was like, well, you just told me right. My reading to you goes right, right through you. I'm like, is, are you even, is this any of this being absorbed? I feel like I'm more worried about Brett and this dog than Chuck and this dog. I wonder what his parents are thinking. I bet you his mom's thinking the exact same thing because she knows Brett better than anyone. And I guarantee she's thinking the exact same thing like, oh no, what's Brett going to be like once this dog comes? So everyone just say a prayer for me, please. I have a feeling it's going to be a long couple months after we get that dog. Another thing I keep telling Brett is you can't give it human food. We're not giving it table scraps because then it's going to beg. And Brett is like, why? Every time we go to someone's house and they have a dog, he's sneak. Sneak feeds it food all the time. And he, he feeds Chuck human food, which is okay. He only has it every once in a while. And he normally only takes like a lick and then he walks away. Like he'll lick a plate for a couple seconds and then he'll walk away. Well, I recently started giving him treats. Normally I just give him wet food, dry food, but I don't give him treats. Well, my sister brought him some treats and he seems to really like it. So with the gift card that he won from Petco, I bought him like this cute little treat jar and a ton of treats and I dumped them all in the jar. So I keep telling Brett, you can only give him a couple. He can only have like two or three a day. That's it. So yesterday I look over. And Chuck's in the kitchen and he is surrounded by treats, like 20 of them. And so I run over and I start picking up the ones that I can before he gobbles them up. And I was like, Brett, he can't have this many. And he's like, it's fine. He likes it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he does like it, but he cannot have this many, especially in one sitting. He's like, it's fine. Brett goes up and takes a shower. And guess what Chuck does? Throws up all over the place. And guess who cleaned it up? Me. I'm like, this isn't a toy animal. It's not a stuffed battery operated animal, Brett. You can't give it certain things. No table scraps for the dog. Definitely no chocolate, no onion, no garlic. I'm like, read all the things that are poisonous. You cannot. Am I going to be a helicopter dog mom? Because I'm already a helicopter cat mom. I don't know if I can handle this. See, this is what happens. I was just talking to my friends about this today. I was super excited about the dog at first. And now I've had time to like build up anxiety about and worry about all these things that go along with getting a dog that even though I am still excited, especially after I got to see a picture of the litter, they look just like little piglets. Their eyes aren't even opened yet. I did get a little more excited when I saw the picture, but I'm back to anxiety now when I think about all the things, when I think about Brett, when I think about Chuck. If you're a dog owner, what is the best piece of dog owning advice that you can give us? That's a great idea. Please send me a text. Send me a message. Tell me your best piece of advice for dog owning and raising a puppy, please. Brett and I both have tattoo appointments this weekend. He has one Friday and I have one Saturday and I'm so excited because it's my second to last one. So we're doing the last piece on my arm and then the next appointment, she's going to touch up my portrait. She's going to do all the filler stuff to make everything flow together, which is the part that I'm most nervous about because I don't know what we're going to use as filler. Like I said, I didn't really want flowers. We were thinking about some type of like leafy ivy type thing. I just don't know. I was creeping her Instagram today to try to get some inspiration, but I just don't have a vision. I'm not an artist, so I don't know. I'm more excited about Brett's appointment though, because he just got his whole arm outlined and it just looks like an outline. You know, I can't wait for the detail to start to come in. So they haven't decided if they're going to do the other part of his outline on his arm or if they're going to start shading. So he has an appointment on Friday and then me on Saturday. And then I have one more after that. And then I can't believe that it's going to be done. It's so weird walking past the mirror and seeing so much ink on my arm. (laughs) And I finally over Christmas kind of like said something to my dad 
dad, my stepmom was like, oh, let's see your tattoo. So I lifted my sleeve up and I started talking about how I was getting all this stuff done. And he was an earshot away. He didn't say anything. So he was like, you know, disapproving from afar. But what parent does really want their kid to get all sleeved up? It's just one of my arms. And then maybe my leg in the near future. (laughs) Not my full leg, just my thigh. I'm mulling over the idea. I just really love Taylor and I love her work and I've always wanted a leg tattoo and Brett really likes a leg tattoo. So I'm thinking about it, but I don't know because I also think they can look trashy sometimes. And I don't think that has anything to do with the style of the tattoo or what you get. I think it has to do with the person. I'm almost calling myself trashy. No, I just, I don't know. I feel like maybe since I'm not wearing hair, I don't know. I just don't want to look, I don't want to look too much. I love tattoos. Like Brett was like, oh, get a chest tattoo. I'm like, no, never. That's where I draw the line. Not happening for me. Not up in here. He will never be able to talk me into that. That is not something that I'm willing to do. I would get a thigh tattoo, one arm. I want to do, I have a really small tattoo on my right arm that I want to get covered up and then nothing else on that arm. And then that's it. I don't want anything else. I know they can become addicting and you start to get them and you run away with yourself. Even Brett, he was like, I want both of my arms done. And I'm like, eh, eh. He has two really old tattoos on both of his arms. They almost look tribally. He got them when he was really young and they're both not very good. Um, And so he's getting one of them covered up and the other one he's just going to have to keep because I don't, I don't think I would like him with two full sleeve tattoos. I do. I used to really like that look. I just, I don't know. I think it's a bit much. One, yes. Two, meh. I really like the look of one sleeved arm and then just like maybe one or two tattoos on the other arm. I just don't like it to be too much. Over the weekend, we ordered some food. We were just ordering food all weekend, basically. And I was so excited to order from this restaurant. I'm not going to say where it was. And we got it home and it was fucked up. I, I don't know why this has been happening to us lately. Everywhere we order from, the order's wrong. We went to Bombay recently. They were missing the rice. Well, how do you eat? curry without rice. What the fuck? So I've everywhere that we've been going, we've been having the worst luck ever. So it's time for us to take a time out from eating out. So on Friday night, we order takeout. I get it home and everything is wrong. Like it couldn't have been more wrong. And so I'm frustrated because I was really looking forward to it and it was wrong. So I call and they're clearly busy because I get put on hold for like 16 minutes. So I put it on loudspeaker while I'm eating my food. And then finally they come to the to the phone and I was like, I just ordered a takeout delivery. I spent $50. I tipped really well. I get home. Nothing about the order is right. I was like, just super frustrating. I'm not anywhere close enough to be able to come back. So I'm just letting you guys know. And she's like, oh, let me get you on the phone with the manager to make this right. 10 more minutes pass. No one comes to the phone. So I just hang up. And then, of course, like a second later, the phone rings and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're so busy. And at this point, I just feel silly. I'm just like, whatever. I said my piece. I just wanted someone to know. I don't know why I wanted. I I don't know what I was hoping to get out of it. I was just frustrated, you know. And so this guy's being super nice on the phone. And he basically said they've been having a glitch with their online ordering system. And that's why my order was incorrect. And now I feel silly for even saying anything. So this is what I go with. And I've done this before. I don't know what's wrong with me. I was like, you know, I understand things happen. I was like, it just is really unfortunate to spend so much money trying to eat local and support these businesses. And I get it home and it's incorrect. I said, you know, I have really picky kids at home. Brett looks at me. <laughs> I'm trying to keep a straight face. And he was like, oh, I get it. You know, I got I got I've got the same at home. Eight and ten. You know, if I if I brought the wrong thing home, it would be World War Three. And I was like, I get it. I understand. I ended up being on the phone with this guy for like 10 minutes. And then he ended up sending me a gift card and he asked for my email address. My email address is Megan Rage with like some numbers and stuff at the end. And I was like, oh, dear Lord, what if I know this person and I give him my email address and he knows who I am and then he knows that I don't have kids. And then I started
started thinking, well, I didn't say they were my kids. I just said I had picky kids at home. Like it could be nieces and nephew. It could be a neighbor's kids. Like I just said there were picky kids here. I didn't necessarily say that they were my kids. Luckily, he didn't say anything. He did say that he recognized my name as a regular. I'm like, oh, wonderful. Perfect. So I can never come in there and introduce myself and, you know, with my zero kids that I have. So yeah, I'm just making up kids all the time now. Hopefully that's not bad karma. I don't know what's up with me today. I think it's because I'm hungry. Whenever I talk and I'm hungry, it almost sounds like I'm drunk. And this happens with Brett too. Like I kind of can't get my words straight. I'm slurring them a little bit. I know you're not going to know this because I'm going to edit it all out, but I've made so many flubs this episode. So many. Like you have no idea. There's probably 20 minutes that I'm going to have to edit out of this podcast because I'll start talking about something and my brain, my mind will just go blank and I'll have to start over. It's it's a nightmare. Can we talk about Kelly and Peter real quick? How nuts is it that Pilot Pete and Kelly broke up? I mean, we knew that wasn't going to last forever anyways, but he posted something on New Year's Eve, basically a tribute to Kelly saying that she was so amazing and that he's sad that their time had to end. She didn't post anything initially, but a couple days Days later, she posted basically the same thing and it's come out. I follow a couple Instagram accounts that have like the inside scoop on things. It's come out that Peter actually cheated on Kelly with some Revolve influencer or model or something. And Kelly found out and broke up with him. Now, there was a conflicting rumor that Kelly had been wanting to break up with him for a while because their paths were just going different ways. But it was confirmed by someone that's a close friend to Kelly that Peter did, in fact, cheat on her. And so she broke up with him. He was at the airport on his way to come see her and she broke up with him over the phone after she found out and then it kind of explains why she didn't post till a couple days later and her post was a little bit different she was like I, I wish we didn't have to break up type of thing I can't remember exactly what word she used I could look it up right now but you guys can just go look at it for your fucking selves I'm just calling it right now this season of The Bachelor is going to be the best season ever I got such good vibes last night from Matt James first episode He seems like such a good guy. I love that he hasn't been involved in the franchise before. You could see the fear in his eyes. He was so nervous because he's just a regular guy with a regular job that has not been in the franchise before. You could just see how genuine he was. And I loved every second. I loved how nice he was to the girls. Not that they aren't normally, but this was like a different type of nice. And I also love the batch of girls. I love, love, love love some of these girls like there's obviously crazy ones that Queen Victoria the producers 1000% made him keep her because she's nuts her face was shiny and sweaty she was a wild child interrupting just off her rocker like what there's no way he would have picked her in real life even though he did go on Jimmy Kimmel you know like the bachelor always does after the first episode and then after the final and Jimmy Kimmel brought up Victoria he straight up said like did the producers make you keep her and Matt just laughed and he said she's not as bad as she comes off he said that he actually did like her and that the girls in the house don't dislike her so there must be some crazy shift or turn in events or turn of events turn in events whatever you fucking know what I mean we're getting to the end of this bear with me but I do feel like the girls that he chose were solid groups of girls I think the girl in the feather dress I can't remember I don't know their names yet the girl in the feather dress with the black booties that looks like the queen's gambit girl she is also going to be the villain of the season I think her and Victoria are going to be villains Abigail that's the girl that I love the girl that got the first impression rose that's her name right up obsessed with her but it's kind of concerning because you know how they show the preview of the season I didn't see her anywhere else in that preview again something that happened on Jimmy Kimmel he showed his wife's predictions Jimmy showed Matt his wife's predictions of who's going to be the final three I forget who the other two were but Jimmy said I'm going to be watching your face and he put up a picture of Abigail and Matt 
broke his straight face, got a little smirk on his face. So I don't know if he did that on purpose. I don't know if it were me. I wouldn't, I'm not, I don't have a good poker face. I wouldn't be able to hold a straight face. So if he's anything like me, I feel like that look was very telling and I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. I am going to try so hard not to look up any spoilers this year. Like I want to go through the season like everyone else does, not knowing anything, which means I'm going to really have to remember the night of the finale not to get on social media. But I really want to try this year to not spoil it for myself. I love Abigail. Who else do I love? Um, I love the girl that was basically telling him the same life story that he has, how she comes from a broken home. I don't remember her name, but I really like her. I also just want to point out that they made this season look so much better than Tasha's or Claire's season, whatever you want to claim it as. I just feel like her season was so janky and like this resort so much nicer. I feel like they put so much more into production. I was just talking to my friend Molly last night on Twitter about this. Like they definitely stepped up their game from last season. Thank God, because I think Brett might actually be on board this season. He was like kind of into it last night, telling me to pause it and stuff when he got up to go to the bathroom. Also shocked that he kept Dildo Girl. I don't. Caitlin Bristow said on her Twitter that she's projecting her to be the winner, not just that or the runner up, but she's also saying that she might see we might see her as the bachelorette later. Like, no, no. She had her hair in a ponytail and she was carrying around a dildo like she's quirky. I get it. So is Caitlin. But I just I don't see her going very far. I don't know. Maybe some of these girls that come in all gimmicky then lose the gimmick on the second episode and we see who they are as a real person and then we like them a little more. So I guess that could happen with her. I don't know, though. I think she's a little too quirky for this show. Also, did you see the preview of Heather? That's her name, right? The girl that's never been kissed like the virgin girl from Ari's season. Yeah, it was Ari's season, right? God, why? Oh, no. Colton season. Yeah. Colton season. She's Hannah Brown's best friend. Why is she showing up? They clearly know each other because Hannah Brown's super close with Tyler and with Matt. So I'm sure they've met each other through that avenue before. But why is she showing up? And and is he excited about it? And what's with the new girls they showed? I just feel like they're throwing us a couple curveballs this season. And I'm excited about it because not that it gets predictable. How could you predict what's going to happen out of 30 something girls unless you follow reality Steve and he tells you but I just feel like they're giving us a run for our money this season throwing in a few curveballs and I like it we love to see it what I'm not excited about this season is sitting through a bunch of dinner dates where they don't eat anything why do they continue to do that everyone knows they feed them before and then the dinner at the dinner date just sits there like Why don't they come up with something else like a cocktail or a happy hour or put them in a hot tub? Do anything else but make them sit at a dinner table where they're not going to eat. That has never made sense to me. I wish that they would get rid of that and substitute it with something else because I hate it. It bugs me. All in all, excited about the season. Very happy with last night's episode. A couple of my friends (laughs) tried to watch it for the first time, like my friend Amanda, and she said that she couldn't. She said it was too cringe. All the girls coming up with their props. And I'm like, maybe start on the second episode. I get that it's cringy. And if you're not used to it, it could seem extra cringy. But man, I feel like it's going to be such a good season. So if any of you watched um, last night for the first time and couldn't do it, just give it another chance. Trust me. This has the makings of a great season. I went to the container store last week, rearranged our pantry, made it all super nice. And I also got some things for the office, made the office look super cute. I have my business cards in a little holder. I have a pencil holder. I have a holder for all my papers. And I got a canvas printed from Costco of my logo. It sucks though, because it's kind of stretched out. Like it's not the full logo. I'll post a picture of it so you can see what I mean. But I'm going to hang it today. The office is coming together. Things are starting to look cute in here. Brett and I were going to paint the house during dry January. And I posted something about this over the weekend. 
again and so many people gave me suggestions on paint people and then we kind of got talked out of it my best friend recently painted she's like you have to take everything off the walls you have to push everything away from the walls it's hard work just prepping for someone else to paint and I want no part in that we just moved in in February well it's almost been a year we have so much shit on the walls we have so many floating shelves the paint was just done two years ago but the people that lived here before had kids so there's like scrape scrape marks and stuff and also the ceiling like where the paint from the wall and the paint from the ceiling meets it looks fucked up so we're thinking about maybe doing some crown molding and then just some touch-up paint I don't know where why was I even talking about this oh because I'm gonna get ready to hang this on the wall we were waiting because we were gonna paint but now that I know we're not gonna paint I'm just gonna put this bitch up on the wall I'll post a picture so you can see my cute little new updated office space Also, real quick, got to talk about Kim and Kanye. So Complex reported that Kim is separating from Kanye. This is obviously Tuesday night when I'm recording this. So I don't know what's going to happen overnight or by the time you listen to this. Once TMZ confirms it, you know it's the truth. But right now it's just Complex saying that she already hired an attorney to take care of it. Good for her. I feel like a lot of people have seen this coming, especially with his latest little stunt that he pulled where he like locked himself inside of his house and Chris had to come and Kim had to come. She's been vacationing separately. She hasn't posted with him or anything about him in a while. Someone just hit my DMs after I post about this and was like, there's been reports about this for years. Someone that literally never DMs me that has no business being up in my business trying to talk to me about entertainment report, entertainment news. Boy, bye. Get the fuck out of here. Don't nobody want to hear it. I was like, yeah, um, sure. There's probably been rumors before, but it was probably baseless ass clickbait. This actually makes sense. Ugh, people are so irritating. This is not the day. This is not the afternoon. Don't come for me. I feel like I say that a lot. Don't come for me. Should that be the name of this episode? You guys, I've been debating this whole time I've been recording if I should call this episode COVID Castle. The thing is, like, this is not my beef. This is not my drama. This is not my story. So I don't really know if I should involve myself like that. I've been, like, texting a couple of my friends and we've been bouncing some ideas off of each other but I mean I'm not I'm not trying to insert myself where I don't belong I'm just stating the facts what I know what's been posted so while I know that COVID castle would be funny and be a hit and then when it pops up in my memories a year from now I could be like ah, oh, remember that time but I just don't know if it's gonna get me into some internet beef that I want no part of so I'm probably just gonna call it something basic like new year same me <laughs> okay on that note please follow me on Instagram at the Chuck podcast. If you tag me in your post, please tag the podcast page. You can tag me too at Megan Rage Radio, but the podcast page is where it's fucking at. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for rating and reviewing. Hopefully you've done that. Hint, hint, hint. And I'll talk to you next week for episode 33. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.